friends this is Omboy and welcome to my little space and to the sixth episode of this series i'll remind you that it's intended to be short i think two more books and i'll wrap it up well at least for now yeah i hope you're doing well and you've had a good week thank you for tuning in to this episode i truly truly appreciate you yeah In today's episode, I'll be reviewing The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. It is set in America from the 1950s to the 1990s. It is particularly centered in a small black neighborhood place. But this place called Mallard is inhabited by a not very diverse people. Uh, it is an area that is occupied by light-skinned black people. And the collective mindset of the inhabitants of Malad is one of racial passing or white passing. White passing is when a black indigenous person of color is perceived as white. So when a person of color is labeled white passing, they are assumed to have more privilege than other individuals in the community. And in this case, the black community. And this community grew into that. And although they still acknowledge that they are black, they are biased towards black people with darker skin. So colorism in short, and I quote, it is a town for men who would never be accepted as white, but refuse to be treated as Negroes. Yeah, so yeah, the town is just a town for light-skinned people, and those light-skinned people give birth to other light-skinned people, and so on and so on, each generation lighter than the one before. So the author writes about identical twins, born, twin sisters born in Mallard, Stella and Desiree. I hope that name is pronounced like that. I don't know. They are white passing. They are described as having creamy skin, hazel hair. I mean, hazel eyes <laughs> and wavy hair. They are identical, but personality-wise, they couldn't be further apart. As children and as teenagers, uh, Desiree is a more fidgety, outspoken twin, while Stella is a smart, calm, and collected twin. Yeah, and even into adulthood. So Desiree had always had the desire to leave Mallard and had passed the idea to the sister, nagging her to accompany her in leaving the town. So on one night at 16 years old, Desiree makes the spontaneous decision to flee Mallard. And Stella comes with her. They'd always been together, so her tagging along wasn't the craziest idea. So they are 16 years old runaways in a new city, New Orleans, and they have to figure out how to get themselves on their feet in a completely unfamiliar environment and get their lives on track. You know, figure out what to make of their lives at, and at 16 years old too. So they try, try, work, work, still living together, but obviously they're not living in the best uh, conditions, being newbies and being newly independent. Yeah, so as they are trying to maneuver their new reality, Stella, the calm collected twin, she vanishes. She has been working as a secretary and she reenacts the cliche story of a secretary being involved romantically with her boss. Yeah, so she goes, goes without informing her sister. It's annoying, right? Yeah, so she just disappears without telling her and she goes with her boss so her boss who later becomes her husband is white and stella 
decides to pass for white and she decides to live her life henceforth as white her husband will didn't know um anything concerning her past and would fit into the being white thing so because she has to keep the lie Uh, that is now her reality going she lies to her daughter too and she just continues living the lie of being white or yeah white passing and her daughter by the way is a very spoiled child yeah so she goes on to live uh in wealth and affluency in california and you know reaping the fruits of her lies <laughs> yeah so yeah the benefits of of passing for white i guess Um so but despite being des- uh, separated the fate of the uh, twins remains intertwined. Mm. So Desiree ends up married to an abusive black man and she consequently flees the violent marriage with her child as she should right mm. and decides to go back uh, home to Malad back to her mom. Now she had married a dark black man. Um, not very typical of her having come from Malad um yeah and her daughter takes after her father she's also dark skinned so you can already guess living in Malad as a dark skinned girl would be extremely difficult um she'd had a hard time in school and living in that place generally because she's darker her skin is darker yeah so when the opportunity came to leave Malad for her the daughter she took it she goes to ucla on a track scholarship jude her name is jude sorry eh uh, so jude starts her life a new gets a boyfriend who's trans by the way um starts doing side side jobs here and there while she's schooling yeah so jude one day as she does a side job of bartending in beverly hills she catches a glimpse of her mother's clone a woman who looks exactly like her mother but remember Jude looks nothing like her mother yeah so from that scenario is how we see the playing out of the intersecting storylines of the twins daughters Jude the daughter of Desiree and Kennedy the daughter of Stella the spoiled child mm. so Kennedy Kennedy Stella's daughter is an actress in the same city that Jude is living and studying in Yeah so the twins the twins daughters develop uh meant to be rapport and their relationship paves way for the unfolding of the presumed destinies of the twins henceforth Yeah so after that event when Jude sees Desiree's doppelganger there's a lot of looking for so and so digging up for secrets lies questioning people interrogations you know the two um the two daughters they unintentionally unintentionally switch up things for both Desiree and Stella and Stella who particularly did not want to live her life as she used to she wants she wanted to live a completely new life as white so yeah they could now potentially unveil the lie which Stella has built the foundation of her life on yeah so that is how we see the unfolding of the destiny of the twins mm. that is an overview of the book i 
if you'd like to know how the book ends, I think you would have to read it because I don't want to spoil it for people who don't want to spoil to be spoiled for. Uh, so reading this book placed me in a devil's advocate kind of stance because there are there are prices that people might have to pay in the course of their lives for a new identity and an identity that could potentially and will most likely benefit them. I don't know, like, I don't know how wrong it is. The lies, of course, I don't think are necessary, but for life that, for, uh, for an identity that could change your life and that you very easily step into, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, so the author executes passing, white passing really well, especially for when it is a catalyst for a person's decisions and actions. Mm. The twins uh, decided very differently for their lives and their lives consequently played out very differently. And there were consequences, of course, and specifically in the case of Stella, the lies eventually caught up to her. So, yeah. The nuances of identity and decision-making, race, colorism, and putting up a facade are very excellently captured in this book. Brit Bennett has written this book so well. It has such good flow, very smooth, grounded, yet captivating and compelling for the most part. Mm, balance. It has a very balanced feel to it. It's not... Not too much, not too little, it's balanced. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd rate The Vanishing Half a 7.5. It's a good book. to the end of our sixth episode i hope it was enlightening and you can decide whether or not you'd like to read the book now thank you for tuning in and listening bye